When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I am well. And how about you? I'm fine. I'm, yeah, doing well. Um, as I sit here, I'm looking outside and seeing snowflakes and other craziness, mm-hmm. uh, rain, snow, really a mixed bag here. But it's kind of neat to see the snow. You know, it's, uh, it's just part of the season. We have a fire in the fireplace. And you see the snow outside, it's pretty neat. Yes. There was just a little snow squall here before the, it got a little, like, really dark. And then, mm-hmm. you know, it was blowing because it's windy today. So, but it's yeah. now it's perfectly fine. This is the kind of snow I like. A couple yeah. flurries and then it's back. Like. <laughs> That's the way I would like it all winter. Oh, man. Yeah. But anyway, how was your holiday at the lake? Oh, holiday itself was quite fun um i it was such a mixed bag of noise and craziness until probably about three days before thanksgiving where it all got settled in originally um my family from philadelphia was supposed to come to the lake for thanksgiving we had decided that sometime in september and then it got closer and closer to the time I started hearing about why it couldn't be because one of them would have to do this and the other would have to do that and bringing up a baby and blah, 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 blah. Why don't you just come down here? And I thought, no, that's not what I want to do. I, I'm just, because ever since my mom passed, even before that, when my mom was living in Philadelphia next to my sister, every yeah. single holiday we drove to Philadelphia. And there's not, nothing wrong with that. Uh, it's just that probably it's the easiest for all of us that that happened. But as you know, I mean, my husband isn't the easiest person to travel with, and it gets more and more difficult. And I was just thrilled at the idea that everybody was going to come up here. But it didn't turn out that way. And so I thought, and interestingly enough, my stepson sent me a text message and wondered what we were doing for Thanksgiving this year because their plans had changed. And I said, I just made the presidential decision, executive decision, come here. And I said, all right, that's it. You come here. I'm telling my sister, 
you have your celebration, we're going to stay here. And so that caused a little bit of a, you know, hair on the back of the neck standing up kind of thing. But I said, okay, my decision, my holiday, my house. So that's what happened. They came to uh, be with us on Wednesday and um, they're still here and it's still wonderful. We've had so much fun with my granddaughter. Um, she's just almost three and in a chatterbox. And she is just so funny to, to listen to her because she is a parrot and everything anybody says, you hear it repeated again and again and again. Oh. And so the funny thing is, you know, my husband has a bizarre kind of cough. It's very loud and, and initially it scared her to the point of she was terrified of it. But somehow or other, it shifted so that we all have become part of the dinosaurs, and she has named each of us what she thinks we are. Wow. So I am a brontosaurus. Her mother is a pterodactyl. And her father, I forget what he is. He's something else. But her grandfather is T-Rex. Oh. So every time T-Rex coughs, she yells out, T-Rex, T-Rex. There you go. <laughs> and thankfully, it's no longer it's no longer an issue. So um, we've had a great time. We've watched some movies. You know, I think I mentioned before that my stepson is a member of the Academy of, what did they call that, the whole thing? Academy of Motion Pictures. Yeah, And they are the ones that do the Academy Awards every year. And as a member of the Academy, he has access to all of the films online on the website. And so last night, we had the computer hooked up and we watched something called Sir Richard. I don't know if you've ever heard about it, but it was, um, it's a story of the Williams sisters and how their father managed their careers yep. and brought them to the point where they are today. Yep. And it was a, it was a fascinating story. Uh, it was really good, very well done. Will Smith played the father. And I don't know the woman's name who played the mother, but the girls were also, to me at least, unknowns. But they did a phenomenal job. It was really a very good movie and inspirational. Um, and there are times you wanted to kick him in the butt and tell him to stop being so stubborn about things. But I guess in his world and the way it worked, it turned out quite well. I'd say mm-hmm. the girls did a dang good job. Yeah. So anyway, we watched that. Um, I made a turkey and uh, we had a, a sweet potato casserole with peach halves and ginger and all the good stuff. Of course, mashed potatoes and gravy. And being Dean, and then Tyler picked up, I'm sorry, Jesse picked up uh, two pies from Settler's Inn. We had a, a pumpkin pie and an apple pie and uh, a silly hat that is a turkey hat. I have to show you the pictures, but it was fun. We had a really good time, and it was just amazing how her energy level. Iowa, my granddaughter, is just, she's nuts. She's just crazy. She's got uh, an incredible amount of energy, and she is just very funny. And you don't realize 
how funny she is until you realize that she knows she's being funny too. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's not just incidental, and you have to, you know, look to the side and kind of laugh. She does it for laughs. She's really funny. Yep. So anyway, that that's what we did, and um, looking forward to um, some leftovers this weekend because it was a really, really good turkey. Yeah. So what did what did you do? Well, we were here at my house uh, with a small crowd, and we, I made. Um, a turkey roulade, which the turkey itself was great. I used sourdough bread um, for my stuffing, and because it's gluten-free, I think it was just a little too, I probably needed to use the bread that I always use, just a regular, sometimes I do raisin bread and or just plain white bread. Um, it's gluten-free, but it has a little bit more of a, it's dense. Their gluten-free mm-hmm. stuff is a little more dense. So, <clears throat> but it, and the flavor was great. The turkey was cooked perfectly, and I made um, I, some of my things were good. Some weren't. I, I my potatoes were a little too creamy. I used a I did smashed potatoes. Ina Garten's recipe, and they mm-hmm. were little. You used put sour cream in them, and usually Tommy puts cream cheese, but I it was this one called for sour cream and you heat them the half and half with butter and mix it in and you leave the skins on. I mean, it was fine. It tasted fine, but they were creamier than a little more um, mashed potato-y. Sean said I could taste the, it tastes creamier more than potato-y, which was true. Mm-hmm. And then I over candied my sweet potato, my candied sweet potatoes. I don't know what I did. They were delicious when they were hot and warm, but then they kind of solidified. So I don't know what I did. <laughs> I okay. was really stunk at chemistry. But um, everything else, I had <laughs> corn that was frozen from, you know, cobs over the summer that I took off and froze. And it was delicious. And um, sugar snap peas, my favorite. <laughs> and it's an old Epicurean delight um, recipe. It's very simple: olive oil, salt, and pepper. A little bit of red pepper flakes and a little bit of Parmesan cheese, and they're del- and you just, you know, sauté them quick. They're delicious, and I love them. And so, you know, the cranberry sauce and stuffing came out okay. So everything else was all right. And then we got all of our goodies from Mansour's and. So Meyer and I had um, a cherry crumb pie, and I did not have any pumpkin at all. So I mm. said, for, and I purposely didn't because we bought a, we had, um, they were making a pumpkin cake. So we did get that. We didn't eat that yet. So that we have for the rest of the weekend. But um, I said, I have to get a pumpkin pie because I didn't have it. And I, there's nothing like pumpkin pie to me. But it was nice. It was um and our good friend Johnny Lucas was in the house, Yay. our favorite producer at WILK, and um, he came over and we had a nice night. And we, then we took all of the leftovers to a family who could use um, some nice meal, a nice meal, and we took it to them. And so that was kind of a nice thing to do at the end of a yeah. um, Thanksgiving day. So, and it was very calm, everything. I had everything planned. We went over to Hospice of the Sacred Hearts inpatient unit. Um, Meyer and I met Diane Baldy there. And um, because when they do the food giveaway to all of the patients that are homebound and under the care of hospice, all the people come and take, they make them, Mansour's makes all the food and then they're 
delivered in a big bag with everything you could use and need. <clears throat> and it's um, for a family of four, so however many more they do, but each bag contains enough food for that. And the, it, it's usually a big production, but because of COVID last year and this year, it's it's tamed down and there's only a few people who that they pick it up in their car and the, the volunteers and they're all hospice employees drive to all of the homes and deliver. But then we always end up at the unit, which um, the rest of the food is brought and we put it in nice dishes and, and more family style so that the families who are visiting their loved ones on Thanksgiving can have a nice Thanksgiving meal, as well as the patients who can still have a enjoy and have a dinner themselves um and that was very nice and wbre and fox news came and interviewed diane and was able to show the volunteers you know doing what they have to do to get everything ready and um <clears throat> was just a, a it always we didn't do it last year at all but this year at, we weren't able to go to the other to Mansour's for it, but we diane invited meyer and i over to the unit and as long as we were masked and um we were vaccinated and our temperatures were taken in the whole nine yards and we went in and we did the morning that makes my day and then so that started the day and then just I just was very prepared and had every I didn't feel rushed and I just it was a calm day yesterday yeah. so that's mm-hmm. even though I had to do everything with the food and clean up and do it was um it was very um, organized and, and planned. So I, I was very calm doing everything I needed to do, which is a good thing. Yeah. I even ordered an apron this year, Lynn, from oh. Headley and Bennett <laughs> and had my name embroidered. And it's just one you oh, pull over like no. a mock almost. And oh. I loved it. I, so I had on my orange-ish um, smock and I just felt like I was <laughs> right in the like and I had my hat on like I was a you know I looked like I was just like yeah, the chef, from, chef from the food um, network you know okay <laughs> not that the food all came out um, show worthy but <laughs> it was 90 <clears throat> percent was delicious so that's good go from there all right but, yeah let's take a, so let's take yeah. a quick break we'll be right back you're listening to the Laurie and Lynn show Hi, this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's Morning News, and I know Laurie Cadden. A lot of people know Laurie Cadden. And more importantly, Laurie Cadden knows a lot of people. Laurie Cadden Enterprises specializes in fundraising, public relations, and special events. Laurie Cadden can take your business or organization to the next level. This isn't something that you learn about in a book. Heck, it can't even be taught. Laurie Cadden lives it. She knows how to work a crowd open doors, and build and nurture relationships. With Laurie Cadden Enterprises, you get, ta-da, Laurie Cadden and her 20-plus years of experience. Call Laurie today at 357-8399, 357-8399, or email Laurie, Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at lauriecadden.com, L-A-U-R-I-E-C-A-D-D-E-N.com. Laurie Cadden Enterprises because it is who you know. I'm Dr. Nicole DeNova. Since VREC opened its doors in 2010, we've treated over 30,000 patients, including the puppy whose curiosity led him to a porcupine and the police canine who was just doing his job. VREC is located at 318 Northern Boulevard in Clark Summit and is open 24-7 for your pet peace of mind. To learn more about us, visit VRECPA.com or call 570-587-7777. 
E-R-A, Exceptional Real Estate Agents. When you want to have the best of the best selling your home, you want E-R-A One Source Realty. With offices all over northeastern Pennsylvania, E-R-A One Source Realty will give you the personalized service you'd expect from a professional real estate company. They have experienced realtors that have years of experience, which gives you, the home seller, an incredible advantage. They will offer suggestions to make your house sell faster. They will tell you what others will be looking for. They know how to present your home and sell its features, giving you the greatest chance to have your house sell fast. And ERA One Source Realty offers an industry-exclusive guarantee. If ERA doesn't sell your house, ERA will buy it. Yes, if they don't sell your house, ERA will buy it. That's peace of mind. That's a guarantee worth its weight in gold. Call ERA One Source Realty today and find out how you can have your house marketed by one of the top-rated companies in Northeastern Pennsylvania. Call 877-587-SELL or on the web at ERA1.com. ERA One Source Realty, always there for you. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. We're back. How are you doing there? I'm Lynn Evans, and I am the Managing Director and Financial Planner for a company called Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, and that's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify, and any other place you can find podcasts. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And uh, we were talking before about um, all the wonderful things that we did in sharing uh, our time and our food with family and friends. And I was reading something. I think I told you about this before. As a matter of fact, the last couple of um, episodes we've done uh, referred to one of the articles in this really great uh, newsletter called AARP Ethel. I'm not sure I know what the name Ethel is about, but I think it might refer to Lucy and Ethel, you know, the, the show. <laughs> yeah. Because it was so much a part of, of our world at the time, the baby boomers. But in any event, it's called The Ethel. And this particular one I thought was very moving because it is something that we forget about when we talk about Thanksgiving. And uh, this is called The Power of Thankfulness Well Beyond Thanksgiving. And the subtitle of it is, It's So Easy to Be Grateful When Everything is Going Well. And this is by a woman named Laura Rossi. She's a published author and has a wonderful biography about her. But her point was, it's easy to be thankful when everything is going well. But when there's work, parenting, stress, special needs, COVID-19, health issues, global unrest, and a raging pandemic, it's not so easy. I want her to do it the way Meyer does. It's not easy. <laughs> uh, yes, not easy. Okay, starting a gratitude practice may fall on the long list of abandoned New Year's resolutions alongside working out, dieting, and a break from wine. We want to start preparing for Christmas reunions with loved ones. Then we remember travel restrictions already in place for the holidays. New England's leaves haven't even started changing, and already we may be looking at another season of outdoor dining during the bracing northeast winter. 
Yet, with the return of pumpkin spice, Halloween, and countdowns for December holidays, it's inevitable that we find ourselves thinking of thankfulness as the days grow shorter and we prepare to celebrate the most delicious food of the year, no matter how sparsely populated our dinner tables may be. And she says, as a disclaimer, I acknowledge the dark, fraught history of the original Thanksgiving holiday, and we should all work towards reparations just as diligently as we seek the perfect stuffing recipe. Okay, and going back to her story, she said, as history, including my own, tells us, it's the darkest days, the ones that feel the most hopeless, that sharpen our need to focus instead on what we have in our lives that deserves thankfulness. When my twins were still in the single digits, I was battling new parent anxiety, a full-time job, and a child with an unexpected medical issue. The layered effects of the relentless stress morphed into what I realized was a daily, this is an interesting word to pronounce, catastrophizing practice. My involuntary addiction to the what-ifs turned them into the worst-case scenarios, so that even when I woke up to bright sunshine, things were dark inside, dawn until dusk. One day, I didn't realize this glass-half-empty gal, and I felt like a stranger to myself. I remembered living in New York City in my own apartment, working my dream job in publishing. Every single day, I felt like I was unwrapping a beautiful gift. This memory flooded me with nostalgia and hope because I knew in that moment, surely, that I could find a single gift, big or small. It was then that I committed to finding a gift for 365 consecutive days. Today, more than a decade later, it's day 4,195, and I'm devoted to my daily gratitude practice more than ever. I'm here to tell you it's good, great, to give thanks well beyond Thanksgiving. Thankfulness is my secret to living a happy life despite the stress of everything from parenting to a pandemic. So don't save your gratitude for Thanksgiving Day or the December holidays, or you will miss out on so many daily gifts. I know, I know, people are tired. Parents, grandparents, kids, teachers, lawyers, accountants. We have baked, organized, donated, exercised, binged all the shows, and read all the books. And we often feel like we are done. But we can bring real mindfulness to overused hashtags and filtered photos so that they mean something and deepen our lives and community connections. On the dawn of Thanksgiving, being grateful for what is richly ours, family, food, and friends, allows us to breathe deeply and savor this moment and to not stress over what we imagine is to come. Mirroring my own stress reduction experiences, writing in gratitude journals and blogging are many scientific studies showing how gratitude boosts mind and body health. And then she went on to talk about this one particular study, that it's real scientific proof that committing to a gratitude practice can actually change our brain. She said, I'm convinced this happened to me. I was interviewed about my three-year-old gratitude experience in the June 2013 issue of the now defunct Moore magazine. She Love explained that. how I did too. 
I explained how I started a gratitude blog to help me change my habit of catastrophizing about the unknown and uncertainty surrounding my son's special needs. I'm living proof of the gifts of having a gratitude attitude. Finding a daily gift to be thankful for has healed my life. With, lo- with awe, 11 years later, these benefits remain today. Happiness, increased positive mood, less materialistic, less burnout, better physical and mental health, and better sleep. With a refrigerator filled with food from my family's Thanksgiving table, I am newly grateful and aware of the simple things we often take for granted. A delicious meal, hugs from kids, our health. Long after your green bean casserole has been devoured and your adult children have gone back to college or to their own families, being thankful, fueled by love and hope, is what really keeps us going. Ta-da. That's great. I I love it. Yeah, and you know Mm -hmm. what? It's true. And do you remember a long time ago, I used to have a a gratitude uh, journal because Oprah had some woman on who, actually, I know it's somewhere here. Um, She had an author or a woman who who wrote three or five things every day that she was grateful for and reflected on them on a daily basis and just to start a gratitude journal. And I, and I forget who that woman was, but, um, you know, it is true. The more you put, you know, the more you realize what you have to be grateful for, but she's right because we often think about it about on the terms of, okay, well, I have all this, and I have this, but what happens when there's a wrench thrown into to your mm-hmm. life and you you kind of feel maybe hopeless in a way or that it the light dims a little um, is a little is a little more dim, I should say um, you, you, you don't you tend to not be grateful, and I think we have to focus on that no matter what is going on because everybody's dealing with something everybody oh yeah, yeah, and I are you still so. doing your gratitude journal? I don't do it. I haven't done it in years and years. I mean, I, mm. you know, when I say my, I do it when I, you know, my, my daily prayers, I always mm-hmm. express my gratitude out loud saying yeah. my prayers. So I think that that was my way of, instead of feeling like I have to write something, although they do say that's good for you to do, I kind of, I say it and, you know, give thanks every day because that's my way of doing it. But yeah. You, you do have to look at the things around you and take, yeah. uh, you know, ownership of those and be grateful for it. So, cause there always mm-hmm. is something, whether you look at your skin or your hair or your teeth or, um, you know, and you think everything is this, but, oh, I do have pretty skin or look at how pretty my hair looks or, you know, look at this, my, my yeah. is, you know, there's always something you can look at. Um, even if it's not about yourself, about someone you're with or that you love and, be grateful for but you're right about the hugs my cousin came last night with her nine-year-old granddaughter for a couple minutes they stopped in to see us both my cousins Kathy and Sharon and Kathy's granddaughter Mila who's nine years old she was sitting on my uh, next to me at the table and uh, again I had I told you I had my hat I was all looking you know (laughs) chefy looking and but I you know had no makeup I didn't even take a shower because I had everything on it my you know, just did the old, as I say, the old, as Mary Beth D'Andrea calls it a bird, a bird bath, but I did my, I called it something else, a horse bath, <laughs> but um, I, I like call that. it a horse bath, Lynn. but um, anyway, um, she, she sat down next to me and she's staring up at me and she goes, Laurie, your house is beautiful and so are you. 
Oh, oh how sweet. A little nine-year-old little girl. That's like, nice. Who even That's... says, who at nine is even looking at somebody's house and saying that? And it was, and then she yeah. told my cousin Kathy when she left, she goes, she said, um, um, Laurie really likes chickens, doesn't she? And Kathy said, well, she likes roosters. But yeah, I said, no, chickens are okay, too. So anyway, mm -hmm. she was like, she just notices everything. And I love that mm -hmm. about her. She's just. But to say, you know, just to say that, I thought, oh, man, you know, out of the mouths of babes, you know. Yeah. Yep. Be grateful. <clears throat> you got it. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's what I was thinking. I did do a journal, and I had been really faithful. And then something got messed up in the mornings. I don't know what it was. It changed the routine, and I stopped doing it. And I really feel the difference. I honestly do feel the difference. There's a difference in the way I approach the rest of the day. If I write something in my gratitude journal and then go on with my day, it's, it's as she mentioned, I'm a lot calmer. I'm a lot cap more capable of handling the things that come up that could throw you off. It's just, it's a, it's a big difference and I have to get back to doing it because yeah, I, I love it. I mean, even if it's something simple, like I, I write down and say, I have two healthy cats. I'm grateful for that. Yeah. Or I, you know, or my plant bloomed uh, and it's beautiful. The colors gorgeous. It's just anything. It doesn't have to be my, I have a, you know, a great family and they go, you can just do little things. It's anything you see that you feel grateful for. And it makes a difference. It really does. But I loved that article. I thought it was really super. Well, you could also so, be thankful for. You can also be thankful for. Um, Shirley, you must be. You must be joking. I'm not. <laughs> don't call me Shirley's legs. Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> Look at your legs and say thanks, Cheryl. There you go. Yes, I, I thanked her yesterday when I cooked the turkey. <laughs> there you go. There I you said go. thanks, mom. I, oh. I remember how you taught me to do it. So yay, there you go. it was this. So we'll be right back. We have a guest expert with us today. Debbie Yearing, who is a retail branch manager at the Fidelity West Granton branch. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show, and we will be right back. Hi, my name is Lynn S. Evans, CFP, co-host of the Laurie and Lynn Show. I am the managing director of a new business, Women of Substance, LLC, a financial planning firm dedicated to the specific financial needs of baby boomer women. I help them navigate through widowhood, retirement, divorce, and job loss. Send me an email at lynn at lynnsevans.com and let me know how I can help you. I'm also the host of a podcast, Power of the Purse, available on more than 30 sites, including iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. We record these lively conversations with women who've been there and have great advice to give others so they don't go down the same dark holes. And we feature some experts who share some great ideas to be prepared before you have to face these transitions. And we have a whole lot of fun. Please don't let the fear of not knowing about personal finances stop you anymore. I am here to take the confusion and mystery out of money. Go to my website, lynnsevans.com and see how we can set up a time to talk or browse around the many blogs and other free info on the site. Remember, money's not the enemy, your ignorance of it is. 
the well-established and highly respected Northeastern Pennsylvania certified public accounting firm, Michael A. Barbetti, LLC, is making changes after almost 40 years in business. The firm name has changed and is now Barbetti McHale, LLC, CPA, reflecting the addition of Michael F. McHale as partner in the longstanding firm. Although the name and partnership are a significant change, the staff won't change. Their Dunmore location won't change. The way they serve clients won't change. Their work ethic won't change. And Michael Barbetti's involvement won't change. The Barbetti-McHale partnership adds Mike McHale's three decades of experience in corporate and not-for-profit accounting for the clients of the regional firm. Barbetti-McHale LLC Certified Public Accountants provides professional accounting and tax services to all types of clients, ranging from individuals and family-owned businesses to governmental agencies and nonprofit organizations. Call Barbetti-McHale CPAs at their Dunmore office, and you too can make a change for the better. Business Banking at Fidelity. We have a great relationship with Fidelity. They're like family with us. They're right next door to my business. If there's ever a problem, just one phone call, I don't even have to go to them. They come to me. It's great. I love being in the business. This was meant for me. We're very busy. I'm running every day, and I love to stay busy. So that's why I need a bank that's going to be there for me when I need them. Back in 2006, we were having a problem with our lease in our other building. We were looking for a place to go. We stumbled upon this, this location. It's right in the heart of downtown, right in the, the middle of the city, and it happened to be right next to Fidelity Bank. They went out of their way for us to get this building. It was wonderful, and it's been a great relationship ever since. I have a business line of credit with Fidelity that gives me buying power. My credit card machine runs through Fidelity, my checking account, uh, my payroll taxes. They take care of it all for me. I bank with Fidelity. Don't you? Member FDIC. Here's Lori and Lynn. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show, and I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And I am Lynn Evans, and I am the managing director and financial planner with a company called Women of Substance LLC. That's a financial planning firm that's devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse. That's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and several other places. And my guest expert this morning is Debbie Yearing, who is the retail branch manager for West Granton Office of Fidelity Bank. Welcome, Deb. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Great, Deb. You, so, Deb, you've been down in that neck of the woods. You were, you were in the. Um, um, managing the um, old branch that I used to manage many zillions of years ago at the financial center, which you and I became friendly there. And um, now you're in good old West Scranton for the last three years. And Lynn, we told you from the get-go, Deb, we always have to say, you know, West is best, baby. I'm sure you hear that from all of your customers who walk through the door. I do hear that. I do. That's how it works, Deb. So you're there three years. How do you like? Are you adjusted? Have you been cut? Have you become an honor, an honorary Westsider? Well, I don't know if I'm an honorary Westsider, <laughs> but yes, I have adjusted. I've come to know a lot of the local people here, and it's great. Yeah. Do you know my brother James from down the street? Well, I certainly do. I see him daily, <laughs> and a few of yours was in this morning, and we do see there them often. Go. 
my mom, God rest her soul, um, as I was telling you, Deb, she'll be gone three years on the 29th, and she she loved um, going there. And what was that wonderful girl's name? Remember we went down, Barbara and Jimmy and I? She left, you guys, but she was a doll. What was her name? Latoya. Latoya, that's it, because I, I was teasing her, calling her Latoya Jackson when I got there. Um, oh, yeah. She, how is she doing? Did you hear from her? She's doing very well, as far as I know. I have not heard from her, but some of my other staff have. Um, okay. She was at a party with, with a few of them a few weeks ago, and she's doing great. Well, good. She was a doll and always, always, always took such special care. My mom loved to go to that bank because it's got that community vibe and feel, and, and you're the, running the show there for three years, as we, we said. So it's all, it's all a good thing, Deb, and what, from downtown Scranton to downtown West Scranton, it's, it's uh, a, a, I'm sure, a big difference, but it's still, it's still a good fidelity, and, and how they take care of their customers is wonderful. And speaking of taking care of customers, we're going to talk a little bit today from what we understand about um, home equity loans and you know what we can do, how you can do it, what, why they work, all that kind of stuff. Um, so, Lynn, do you have something specific to ask Deb about that? I was just uh, you know, thinking about uh, it's a very competitive market for home equity loans. And at this particular point, people are so obsessed with making um, upgrades to their home, you know, new kitchen, new this, new that, because we've been stuck inside of our houses for so long now and noticing what isn't looking that good and what we'd like to do to make some improvements. So there is a tremendous amount of interest in getting home equity loans. And because of that, it's very competitive. So I'm just curious to know how, what kind of rates uh, does Fidelity Bank charge for home equity loans? And then also, what's the difference between a loan and a line of credit? All right, Lynn. Well, um, you are absolutely, absolutely right in what you said. People have become much more aware being inside so often of what what updates might be needed in their home and they've used they've come in to talk to us and we advise so many to use the equity that they've built up in their homes to borrow money against it's probably the cheapest way to borrow money um, it's far less expensive than credit cards or personal loans as because the loan amount is secured by your home. Mm -hmm. So as far as the rates go, they, the rates right now, they can be as low as 3% depending on, you know, our client's credit score and a few other things, but it's, it's worked out great for so many people and it's a very easy process. And then the difference between home equity loans and home equity lines of credit. Well, a home equity loan is a fixed term loan for a fixed amount of time. So if you're going to borrow, for example, $25,000, you have a fixed payment every single month for the life of the loan, which could be five years, 10 years, 15 years, whatever fits into your budget. Then the line of credit is something that you get in place maybe for unplanned or even planned expenses. They may have a way of sneaking up on you um, maybe the, we have a bad winter and you need a new roof or 
something happens with your car, you have this amount of money available to you to draw on as you need it. And during the draw period, which is 10 years, you're only paying back the interest on what you've drawn and a very small percentage of the principal, so it makes the payments very manageable. Once that 10 years is over, then we'll amortize whatever's drawn on the account and you have a very easy monthly payment to pay it off. Sounds good. Deb, how I long, when, I'm sorry, Lynn, go ahead. No, go I'll, ahead. I'll wait. Okay, so Deb, when you, when you get, say you apply for a home equity and it's the line of credit, knowing down the road you may need it, you may not, whatever, how long, is there a fixed time on how long that would apply for you to use before you can start using it, or how does that work? Well, there's a 10-year draw period on it. So, so you, for, okay. for 10 years, you can use the money, pay it down. Use the money, pay it down. At okay. the end of 10 years, the draw period is over, and then you pay off whatever has been drawn on the line. Yeah, but I mean, how? like, say you don't use it at all. Say, I understand the difference between how many years you can pay it back, but say I went and I applied for a line of credit and I just did it for knowing I have it, almost like having a credit card that I know I can use whenever I want to. If I use it, I use it, I don't. Sometimes you get notes in the mail that say, hey, you haven't used your card. We're going to close it unless you use it. I mean, I have a one card in particular. I just, I don't use it, but that's what happens. So I'll throw something on it for a month and use it and that's it. Do you have to use it? If you have that line, you do not have to use it. You have okay. the full 10 years available okay. to you. If you, Good. if you never use it, the only fees that are involved in a $25,000 line or more would be $30 a year for the bank to okay. maintain the line for you. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Okay, Lynn, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say that if you, um, if you do borrow the money, uh, it's kind of, it works kind of like a credit card, but it's not a credit card in the sense that you can take down, you only pay back an interest only on what you borrow, not the whole amount. So in other words, if you have a home equity line of credit, not a loan, but a line of credit for $50,000, let's say, and you borrow 10 because you want to, let's say, just put new carpeting in your house. So when you make a payment, you're only paying back to the bank based on that $10,000, not the $50,000 that is available to you. And, and I think people correct. don't understand that difference. So yeah, that you is have correct. a specific need. You know, like you have to get a new roof, which could cost a big chunk of change, or you maybe have to get a new furnace and air, you want to put in air conditioning. That's a fixed cost, and you know what that's going to be, and it's going to be probably a big number, definitely five digits. So by the time you get through that, you say, just give me the loan, and I'll pay it back. But then, as Laurie said, sometimes it's a, a wonderful reason just to have that line of credit available, even if you don't need it, but you know that if there's an emergency, you can draw on those funds and get that taken care of without having to start the process 
at the time you have the emergency. So I think you're absolutely right, Lynn. That that, we advise all of our clients that are homeowners to do that. That's great. That's exactly what I was going to say. That a yeah, every every homeowner should have a line of credit in place. Yes. Yeah, and I think and we just explain why. And Deb, so when that happens, then because the rate is obviously revolving, then correct? That is correct. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. So, um, do you see this? Um, do you see this when you when people come in and say, "Oh, should I do it?" Should I, do you, there's really no downside. Down. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Lynn, help me here. Yeah. Downside. downside. <laughs> West side downside. <laughs> there is no downside to this because you can have it. Other than like you said, a thirty dollar fee. What are the costs to do it? Do you do a drive by appraisal, a full blown? How does that work? Um, usually a drive-by appraisal will be enough, but here at Fidelity, if you're taking out a line of $25,000 or more, we waive all of the closing costs. Oh, wow. Wow. That's so good to that's know. Good. It doesn't cost you any, so it doesn't cost you anything to apply, and you're right, that $30 a fee is well worth it to have this line sitting there in case something comes up. And Deb, how has that happened? You go through the branch. Do, do you are you the branch managers to do the home equity uh, lines of credit or loans? Or do you go right through the branch system? They can. Uh, our clients can come in. They can call. We have um, the application available right on our mobile app. For those that aren't savvy enough to do that, it's very simple. Otherwise, if they're not, they can just come into the branch, and we'll help them along with it. Any of the staff here at the branch can help them. That's great. Sounds good. Perfect. And and then so Deb, as far as um, the um, everything you know that the, the, the you get ready, let people understand too. Talk about the percentage. What the home equity actually is? It's the equity in your in your property, but how is that determined based on? what the appraisal is, what the, uh, what you owe, how does that, how, tell everyone how, what that uh, available amount of money is between what and what. All right. So we will loan up to the, up to 80% of the value of your home. So we do a drive-by appraisal. And once, once that figure comes in, we'll subtract any outstanding mortgage that you already have against your home. And what's left up to 80% is what you are allowed to borrow or is what you are allowed to um, take a line out at that number. So that the total liens against your property equal 80%. That's the max that we can go. And is there a minimum amount you will lend? No, a there's minimum no minimum amount. 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 Okay. Okay, good to know. We we do encourage we do encourage anyone that's looking for a line of credit to consider maybe taking the twenty five thousand dollars or more because we waive the closing costs at that point. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. Doesn't yeah, cost great. you any more to have a twenty five thousand dollar line of credit or a hundred thousand dollar line of credit. Mm -hmm. As long as you have the equity in your home, it's still thirty dollars a year. 
Yeah, that's great. Do you find people who just have refinanced, Deb, with doing a full-blown mortgage, do you find people who then think, oh, you know what, I had the money, should I, like, is there a time limit on something, like, say you just refinance something and then you you want to get the home equity, is there a time limit on that, the, your ability to do that, or just as long as you have the equity? Uh, really, it's just as long as you have the equity. Uh, many times, if we're doing a refinance, depending on the equity that's available, we'll encourage someone to do the line at the same time. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, good to know. Well, Deb, how can anyone get in touch with you? Well, they can get in touch with me here at the West Granton branch. They can get in touch with Fidelity Bank through our call center or any of our now 20 branches that are available to help them. Okay, and do you have a number for your office? Yes, they can reach the West Granton branch at 570-504-8180. There you go, or go on the website, like Deb said, check out the regular number, and uh, look for Deb. She can help you with any of your home equity needs or anything else you might need down there in the old beautiful West Granton branch. So, Deb, thanks for joining us. I hope you and your family had a great Thanksgiving and um, we'll see you again really soon. Have a great weekend. Everybody, thanks so much for listening. Be safe and please be nice. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with a vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.